How the hell is Pete Rose still in the news? I got news for you. He doesn't want to be in the Hall of Fame. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If I wasn't, how would I have a lower third where I can claim that my name is Sully? I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. This is my fifth season here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. And for those of you who listen every day, thank you for being an everyday Sully. I really, really do appreciate it. And you could follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Did I say that already? So I say Sully Baseball Podcast on Twitter. No, that's on Instagram. Does Twitter still exist? It's tough to tell these days. Anyway, you can check me out at Sully Baseball there. Um, uh, I'm recording this the same day as I did the Brandon Warren, so I do not have a any answers yet for the trivia question, although I just posted the episode. Maybe someone got the answer right away, and if that's the case, i got to come up with a second trivia question pretty darn fast. Don't worry, I can come up with one. Uh, the question was, who was the who was the only pitcher with a uh, one hundred with two hundred wins and one hundred and fifty career saves? Okay, no one's mentioned it so far, so I have another day for that trivia question. Hey, um, uh, Rob Manfred can't say I'm the biggest fan of his. He's done some things right, he's done some things wrong. I give him credit for the stuff that has worked. I like the fact that baseball is starting to adapt to some stuff. Like we do have, uh, uh you know, the the pitch clock stuff has been terrific. Um, the, the movement to make the game faster pace, not just in terms of length of game, but also the pace of play. Some of those rules have been terrific. Um, I've liked the fact that he's eyeing a 32 team league with four divisions, four regional divisions. Uh, I, I am not a huge fan of the universal DH, but I understand that if the universal DH was the difference between us having a prolonged strike and not having a prolonged strike. I held my nose. I have to say, I do miss having the leagues be different. I do miss going, oh, do they have to pinch hit here? What are they going to do? I do miss that. But um, Manfred uh, was also, has been not honest about a bunch of things. I'm just now starting to unpack all the things. The the mayor of Oakland, she visited uh, uh, Manfred when he was up in Seattle and basically brought receipts with her as Rob Manfred has been dishonest and talking about that uh, the city of Oakland never made offers. They, they, you know, they didn't step up to the proverbial plate. Uh, evidently they did. And the mayor of Oakland has brought receipts with her and have been handing out the materials to all the players, uh, all the, uh, the owners of the teams as they vote on whether or not to move the A's for Las Vegas, which of course that whole thing has turned into such a disaster. There is a chance the A's could still be in Oakland in 2025. You don't believe me? Um, There's nowhere to play in Las Vegas and they haven't agreed to anything there yet. It's a catastrophe. One of the things that Rob Manfred was asked during the all-star weekend was about Pete Rose and whether or not Pete Rose will be reinstated. And of course he stated 
There's no movement in getting him reinstated and everything like that. And once again, this continues to be a point of conversation that, oh, was Pete in the hall? She should be in the hall. He shouldn't be in the hall. Oh, poor Pete. He's not in the hall. He's paid enough. And for years, literally, both on the my blog, Sully Baseball, and on the old Sully Baseball podcast, I broke down. Look, at here's the reasons why he's suspended and why betting on baseball is wrong. And even if you're betting on your team to win, you're three, or what does that mean for the games you don't bet, all this other stuff. And <clears throat> I realized a few years ago that we're asking the wrong question about Pete Rose. And I have said these very words here on the Lockdown MLB podcast. But since we have to keep revisiting the Pete Rose situation every damn year, I guess I'm going to have to repeat myself. Listen to me very closely. If you're asking questions about Pete Rose's reinstatement or whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame, did he have a career worthy of being in the Hall of Fame? Yes. There's no argument about that. Did he do something that was warranted of punishment? Yes. And he's admitted to that. It took, took decades for him to do it, but he admitted that he violated one of the rules of baseball, which is you don't bet on games if you're involved with baseball. That's how we make sure the games are on the level. Was that suspension warranted? He should have been suspended. Yes. Has that created a deterrent? Well, yeah, we haven't had any gambling scandals since then. And could you make the argument that his suspension has been long enough and we've all learned the lesson. Yeah, you can make that argument. Okay? You can make that argument that when he agreed to the suspension, he could apply for reinstatement. Okay? So all that off the table. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame yet? Well, he has gotten chance after chance for reinstatement. Chances in the 90s, chances in the 2000s, Chances, legit chances as recently as 2015. And yet every single time Pete Rose has had a chance to be reinstated, he has done the exact opposite of what he needed to do to be reinstated. I'm going to do something that I don't normally do on a podcast. And I guarantee you, not a lot of baseball podcasts are going to say the words I'm about to say. But I am about to quote the poet Maya Angelou, the late Dr. Maya Angelou. That's right. I'm quoting Maya Angelou on a sports podcast. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. This is applicable. Pete Rose would like to be in the Hall of Fame, but he would rather make money being Pete Rose. Pete Rose became a millionaire as a baseball player, but we know that he has had failed marriages, which caused problems to a bank account. And uh, I'm going to go out of limb. Do you think he had a gambling problem? Hmm, I wonder. So the man probably isn't swimming in the dough that he earned, especially when he became a millionaire signing the free agent contract with the Philadelphia Phillies in the late 1970s. This is not an instance like when Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle were both suspended for their involvement with gamblers. 
because they never made the multi-million dollar contracts, they applied, both of them applied for reinstatement and they were. So yeah, you could be suspended for gambling reasons and be reinstated. And Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays are players who I'm going to go on a limb, say they were bigger than Pete Rose. Okay? But every time Pete's had a chance to be reinstated, he hasn't done it. He had to show that he's gotten over some of his gambling problems and everything. So he holds a press conference in front of a casino and strikes deals with casinos. He wants to show that he's shown some sort of remorse and everything. He lies and lies and lies until he can cash in on a book deal. And they said, oh, yeah, I was lying all those times and I was lying to all you and I lied to the commissioners and everything like that. And anyone who's read the Dowd report has said, yikes. So we know that he could have been reinstated. And he has not been reinstated because he always does the opposite of what he needs to do, which brings us back to my Angelou. Believe him the first time. He doesn't want to be reinstated. He wants to continue to cash in on being Pete Rose, which he cannot do if he is a member of the Hall of Fame. What are you talking about, Sully? Brought this up before. I brought up Willie Mays. How often is Willie Mays in the news? The greatest ball player, arguably, of all time. How often is he in the news? Ever? Once in a while? And locally, here in the Bay Area, he'll come out and wave? He's never in the news. How often is Sandy Koufax in the news? How often are any former Hall of Famers in the news when their record is on the verge of being broken or when they're dead? Pete Rose is in the news every year. Pete Rose sets up camp in Cooperstown to sign autographs and to sell autographs while the ceremony is going on. And, ah, Pete, you're a martyr. Ah, Pete, you're this. Ah, Pete, you're that. Oh, Pete should be in. And he's still in the damn news. Pete Rose hasn't played a game in the major leagues since 1986 when he was a part-time player and manager at the, for, for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Now, let's go. He hasn't been an all-star caliber player. Let's be generous since the early 80s. Let's say 83. I mean, it wasn't 83, but let's say 83 because at least he was on a Phillies team that went to the World Series. How long ago was 83? How long ago was 83? That was 40 years ago. Now, if you use the rule of seven, meaning you don't form your first concrete sports memory until you're about seven years old, that means anybody who's a baseball fan who's younger than 47 years old has no memory of Pete Rose being a valuable player. All right, do you want, I'll, I'll give him two more years when he broke Ty Cobb's record. Fine. Anybody who's 45 years old or younger has no memory of Pete Rose. And yet, Pete Rose is in the news all the time. And that's what Pete wants. Pete wants to be able to cash in. This His main means of income is being Pete Rose. And the nanosecond the story ends of Pete Rose, then he becomes just another one of the faces behind him. So stop asking, will Pete Rose be reinstated? Stop asking, does Pete Rose belong in the Hall of Fame? And I'm not even going to get in to the sexual allegations because I haven't done enough research on that, and it's actually not even part of this equation. If those are true, 
And there's, if there's, you know, he's saying like, well, she said she was 16, which is always yikes. Okay. When you're finding loopholes, well, in Ohio, it's this, and don't find sexual loopholes. All right. Put that, embroider that on a pillow. And now that be a nice little, uh, 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 you know, uh, words to live by. Okay? But Pete doesn't want in. Because the minute he's in, his story's over until he's dead. And he has to continue. He would like to be in. I'm, of course he'd like to be in. But he'd rather earn a living. And his living is being Pete Rose showing up at events, signing autographs, and having a bunch of people. I'm 51. I'm about as young as you'll have of someone who actually saw him play. I did see him play. Pete Rose was one of my favorite players of all time. I remember I saw him live. Does Pete Rose belong in the Hall of Fame? That's the wrong question. Does Pete Rose want to be in the Hall of Fame? Eh, he'd like it. But what would he rather do? I think we've shown, I think we've established he'd rather make some money. All right, let's talk a little bit about your motors. Let's talk a little bit about your car. Let's talk a little bit about, I'll just say it with me, E. Babe Motors. Now look at for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is the right fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Motor Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride. That's what I call my car, my ride. Add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home and win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit. See the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply. Exclusions apply. <laughs> okay, if you're watching on the video, I'm sorry. I hit the hit the, the bumper button twice. You must be thinking, how many times do I have to see that? Okay. Um, hey, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's talk about baseball. Um, I go to Major League Baseball trade rumors a lot. That's a great sort of hub of baseball news. And I saw there's a thing that said, uh, Mazaliak says, Cardinals deadline focus will be on the 2024 club. Now, Mazaliak is the, um, and I I hope I'm pronouncing this. I've said his name, and every time I say someone says you're saying it wrong. So I'm running out of ways to say Mazaliak. Cardinals were supposed to be, as close to a guaranteed win in the uh, for a division title as any team in baseball. And I joked in the uh, National League Central preview when we had all the, the guests of the NL Central, I said the Cardinals look like the only team trying to win. What will happen if they have a bad year? Well, we're finding that out, aren't we? Good news for Jeff Carr and everyone at Locked on Reds that our team is waking up today 
the first day of the post-All-Star break to see the Cincinnati Reds in first place by themselves. Who would have had that? Who would have had that? But the Cardinals are 38-52. and They're 11 and a half games behind the Cincinnati Reds. The only There's only two teams worse than the Cardinals in the National League. They're the Washington Nationals, who are not trying, and the Colorado Rockies, who are not trying. And there's a real possibility that Zach Gallen could win the National League Cy Young Award, which would mean back-to-back years that the National League Cy Young Award would have gone to former Cardinal farmhands. And it must have been interesting for the Cardinals and their farm their farm directors and their front office to watch this year's All-Star Game, which also include Randy Arozarena, who another former St. Louis Cardinal farmhand. The news is is that whatever trades they're making, whatever moves they're going to be making, and I will not sing the police song, but whatever moves they're doing is going to be aimed towards next year. They're not trying to win this year. Well, no kidding. No kidding you're aimed for then. And you take a look at the team, and for the first time in a while, this team is going to be sellers. Now, it's an interesting time, and we talked about this with Brandon Warren on yesterday's show, uh, talking about the American League Central, the it's an interesting time to be a seller because this is a seller's market. This is absolutely a seller's market. This is absolutely a time to say, hey, hey wait a minute. Um, why don't we kind of sort of take advantage of the absolute log jam of teams that think they have a chance? And if you are the St. Louis Cardinals, you have Nolan Arenado could potentially be on the trade ship, a legitimate all-star, a potential a potential MVP candidate, someone who probably could have won and, and I probably would have voted for him to win the MVP last year. And if you look at some of the teams that desperately need a spark in their offense, hell, why aren't the Yankees kicking the tires on Nolan Arenado? Certainly some other teams that are in playoff contention, we need, we need a solid bat. Why not freaking Arenado? He is available. And, of course, there are other players in St. Louis, and probably most notably you have Arenado. You also have Jordan Montgomery, who they acquired last year in the Harrison Bader trade with the New York Yankees. Montgomery, still a solid pitcher, uh, an innings eater, pitches very well. They'd be able to get they'd be get so many solid players back for some of these players. Even some of the players are not having a great year. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos is not having a very good year. But, again, seller's market. Wilson Contreras, seller's market. You know, uh, you know. If you take a look at, uh, you know, you know, are you going to trade away some of the? They're not getting anything for Wainwright. His career may be over. Stephen Matz has had a bad year, but again, seller's market. You could do a bunch of things to replenish the cupboard for the Cardinals. Why, however, would you trust Mazalek? And again, he's been doing so badly, I'm going to mispronounce his name if I want to. Why would you hand him the car keys to do this? This is a critical juncture. The next couple of weeks are an absolute critical juncture in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. They whiffed. They will go 10 years without appearing in a World Series. And yes, they've made the postseason a bunch of times, and they have made a couple of National League Championship Series over the last 10 years. But as we are here, the 10th anniversary of their last pennant, you are going to trust the potential rebuilding 
of this team to someone who very clearly doesn't know what they're doing. You're going to trust this entire rebuilding, the potential of taking Arenado and flipping him for players for the guy who traded away two potential Cy Young winners and an all-star? You're going to do that. There's a fellow named Harris who runs the, who is the, you know, runs the farm for the Cleveland Guardians who seem to have a never-ending supply of great players coming up through their system. Why not offer him the general manager's job? Or stay within, stay in the house. Randy Flores, the, the scouting director for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. You know, I mean, the, the problem doesn't seem to be what is always a, uh, you know, robust system. You know, I mean, Randy Flores is the scouting director for the team. Why don't you promote from within? What I'm saying is, why would you take the person who assembled the team that's all messed up and say, I'm giving you a chance to rebuild? I don't mean to sound mean, but he's had the job for a while. And now they are one of the worst teams in the National League. In a division where they there isn't a dominant team. Yes, Cincinnati is having a very nice year. They are. And they're probably going to win in the high 80s, low 90s, which is terrific. But with the talent that I just rattled off on this team, kind of like what we said about the White Sox the other day, if they have all of these, these quality major leaguers to trade, why are they stinking? And then if you think of how this team would look if they hadn't lusted after Marcelo Zuna, would they still have Randy Rosarena? Would they still have Zach Gallen? Would they still have uh, um, uh, Sandy Alcantara? Think they would be popular with the St. Louis Cardinals these days? I'm sorry, you shouldn't reward the person who put you in this place. This is why, I mean, again, this is, we're going to be talking Yankees later. This is why I can't believe they keep handing the car keys over to Brian Cashman. And why would you hand the car keys to someone who's shown he can't do the job? This is a critical juncture right now. And you've had a, an all-star break to relieve him of his duties. Yeah, I think, look, at I don't like firing people, but I also don't think you should have people keeping the job when they show they can't do it. He's the one who put him in this position. The Cardinals are rebuilding this year? You're trading away just a few years after trading all the players away to get Arenado, now you're shipping him off? Why do you think he's going to get the haul back for him? If you're going to do that, he's the one who put you there. You really think he's the one who's going to get you out? I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why he still has a job. The All-Star break was the perfect time. And again, if you're ashamed of firing somebody, then you do the fake promotion. You're now the vice president of Franks and Beans and Beans of Franks or whatever it is. This is a critical moment for a tremendous franchise. And they may be whiffing it. I don't mean to be mean. I'm just being a little truthful. And sometimes that hurts. You know, you can't see what I'm wearing right now. Or you can see that I'm wearing my Cal State Fullerton uh, sweatshirt. But you can't see the rest because I'm not tilting down. But I'm wearing my bird dogs. And let me tell you something. Bird dogs are the best 
shorts you are going to wear. And if you're not wearing bird dogs, why aren't you? It's just that simple, all right? Look at we got to be honest. I was just honest about the Cardinals GM. Let's be honest. You're my friend. You're listening to this. Why aren't you wearing bird dogs? I'm going to take the aggressive approach. Do you know what? There are other brands, Lululemon, Fantastic. They're great. These fit better. They make you look slimmer through the thigh. They get a truly sculpted look. Now, I happen to have muscular legs. I don't mean to brag, but my on my bird dogs, they look fantastic. They fit better than regular shorts. Why? Those shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton. I don't like that. Neither should you. Bird dogs fixed that issue. They had a problem. Then they fixed it. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad that you're not wearing bird dogs, but come on. They invented cloud knit fabric. They invented things for you. And it looks just like the khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. You're not wearing freaking spandex. It's a bird dog. And you know what? But what about the stink? Bird dog addressed that as well. Anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I still don't understand why you're not wearing them. Now look at, I'm wearing them. I'll wear them if it's like a family gathering. I'll wear them if I'm just going to the mall. I went to the duck pond, fed the ducks, and a couple of ducks came up to me, gave me a little nod from one bird to another. Them's is bird dog. So here's what you do. You got to go to birddog.com, birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, enter code locked on MLB. You got a free Yeti style tumbler with their order. You got a tumbler along with pants? Come on, that's birddog.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I guarantee you. Oh, bumpers and bumpers and bumpers. Okay. Hey, forget all this. We're talking Pete Rose. We're talking. Twins are talking all this. We're talking about my pants. We got ball games coming up. That's right. It's Bastille Day. We're going to lose our head because we got ball games coming up. What do we got? The Padres and the Phillies. The Phillies have been like the best team in baseball for the last bunch of months. They've been they've been unbelievable. They've been under the radar, but they've been playing great ball. Now they're still on the outside looking in, but they're going to make a run at it. You have the Giants and the Pirates. The Giants are currently one of the wild card teams. The Pirates, who had such a phenomenal look for the first couple of, you know, going into mid-June, they were in first place by themselves. They've spiraled. It's now time for them to get their act together. Uh, the Marlins and the Orioles, Alcantara, the aforementioned Sandy Alcantara, who has pitched pretty well recently, uh, is going up against Kramer and the Orioles, who have been playing on a different level right now. What if this is a World Series preview? The World Series we could have had in 1997 if Roberto Alomar swung at that pitch from Jose Mesa. I digress. Hey, uh, two teams that have playoff uh, dreams dancing in their head. The Diamondbacks, who have fallen to a virtual tie with the Los Angeles Dodgers, but still are in a good position to make the postseason. And the Blue Jays, who have turned things around after I've called for their manager to be fired. Maybe the same thing will happen to the Cardinals. I called for the Blue Jays to fire their manager. They went on a roll. Maybe the Cardinals will go on a roll after I've called to fire their general manager. Uh, the Dodgers and the Mets. Boy, oh boy, did that look like an NLCS preview at the beginning of the year. The Dodgers holding up their end of the bargain. Now's the time for the Mets, who finished the uh, first half pretty strong. They got to see if they can get back on it. Justin Verlander, this is why you're making this money. 
Uh, the Reds and the Brewers, this could be the most interesting series coming out of the All-Star break because the Reds and the Brewers are only a game separates them. Okay? Think about that, Cardinals. You could be in this conversation. Uh, Ashcroft is pitching for – Ashcraft, sorry, is pitching for uh, Cincy Burns, who at the beginning of the year was on everyone's radar to be a potential trade chip, but now he wants to pitch the Brewers back into the postseason. We'll see how that works out. Uh, the Braves are the best team in baseball. They're playing the White Sox, who are not. Uh, Charlie Morton is pitching, and the White Sox are basically holding auctions for the players as they're going on there. Red Sox and Cubs, big, big matchup in 1918. Uh, the Red Sox are climbing back into the playoff picture, only a couple of games out. The Cubs, they got to see. They have to go on a roll if they want to do anything uh, time. Bellows pitching for the Red Sox, and he has been uh, he's been terrific. Hendricks is pitching for the Cubs. I wonder if the former World Series champion is going to be on the trade block. Uh, the Guardians are in first place. The Rangers are in first place. And they're facing off Gray versus Chiavalli. Interesting matchup. The Rays and the Royals. The Rays, who really slumped in the final weeks of the season of the of the first half, they're placing the uh, Kansas City Royals. That's either going to be the elixir that they need, that they got a little bit of time off, got to you know get their bearings and play one of the worst teams in baseball, or they could fall in a huge hole and the Royals could take advantage of it. Uh, the aforementioned Cardinals and Nationals, this would have been great in 2019. Both teams stink, uh, totally meaningless. Uh, the Yankees have fallen out of the playoff picture. They're going to be playing the Rockies. Carlos Rodon, very interesting to see how he pitches. He pitched quite well in his first game of the season, and now he's going to Coors, which is, of course, a potential nightmare. Uh, we'll see. It's it's critical for the Yankees that Carlos Rodon hold up his end of the bargain, at least is a solid pitcher. Uh, the Astros and the Angels Otani is pitching. He didn't pitch in the All-Star game. He's going to be pitching against the Astros, who are trying to get back into first place in the West. Is Otani going to be traded? Oh, God. It just it sucks that he is. He, he probably will be. Across the bay from where I'm sitting right now, the A's and the Twins are going to be playing, and then the Tigers and the Mariners are playing a game, which will probably mean absolutely nothing. So here we go. We've got a full slate of games coming on, and um uh, feeling good about things. So. Thanks so much for watching. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Let's start the games. Let's maybe make a change in the front office of the Cardinals. And let's stop asking the questions about Pete Rose because he's already told you the answer. If you don't believe me, think about who I quoted. This has been Locked On Maya Angelou. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.